スロスドーンシュ
use it and then either give it to somebody or keep it as a spare for different streams and stuff. Hmm. I might do that. I'll go to a couple hi-fi shops this weekend. Uh, but yeah, besides that, I picked up some new jazz. Should I show that on the stream? You or? picked up a lot of jazz. You're, I would say you're covered in jazz. Jazz. He's covered in jazz, guys. I got a mouthful of jazz. <laughs> Replace the, J with, the, the A with an I. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'll go talk I was about implying my jazz that. I, you didn't actually have to say it. I did something. Anyways, uh, uh, once you're okay, I'll, I'll we'll wait. We'll look at the jazz. <laughs> no, what were you gonna do? Sorry. No, 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 no. I'll, just remind me. Remind me that I had something. Otherwise, I'll forget. Okay. Well, why don't you do it now so you don't forget? Because I know you're gonna forget. So um, okay. Why don't you do it now? Um, get your I just, thing out I, and then, I just, yeah. I learned how to win bomb in Breath of the Wild, and it's been, it was really hard. <laughs> like it was really. Hard. I, I've used a lot of other travel methods in, in Breath of the Wild before. But um, I, I never was really good at wind bombing, but I finally figured it out. And that's when you like drop a drop a round bomb, and then you drop a square bomb right after it, and then the square bomb hits you in the back and like sends you flying across the map. It's a really interesting. Uh, yeah, and you can you can chain it too, so that like when you're jumping off, when you're doing like the long distance uh, test, you, know, you you can jump off the tower, and then you can kind of wind bomb <clears throat> right in the middle of the air, and then it'll send you flying out to an island, and then you can wind bomb again, and it'll just keep keep going. You can chain it. Um, but it, I'm guessing you've been playing Breath of the Wild? Um, yeah, yeah, so Jesse's been playing through it, and I've been kind of assisting him, and then uh, we kind of... Assisting. Assisting, yeah. Like, basically, he, he makes me... He makes me... Yeah. He, he does the puzzles, but he doesn't do any of the tests of strength. Because he's like... Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's fun. That. It's fun, you know, it's fun. He loves Zelda, like, he's a huge Zelda fan. He, he, he completed Link to the Past by himself. I was proud of him, and uh, and yeah, no, he's Congrats, really getting really getting into Breath of the Wild. So I got him like that thick, expanded edition uh, hardcover uh, guide, so that when he's not playing the game, he can sit up with a flashlight and read about <laughs> I don't know, cooking elixirs and stuff like that or whatever. Nerd. Okay, show us the jazz. Now I want to see the jazz. <laughs> Gotcha, but I'm glad you've been enjoying Breath of the Wild and the Switch. It's been something I think you've been waiting to get, right, a Switch? Mm-hmm. But yeah, let me show you the jazz. So the first one I got is Kenny Burrell's Midnight Blue. Oh, yeah, Blue Note. Blue Note label, classic, classic. Got the Blue Note reissue, audiophile, original analog tapes. So that's uh, sealed? Is, interest- is that like a, re- a sealed uh, reissue? No, it's it's open. Oh, See. okay, so how much did that I run cut. you? Uh, 25 bucks. Okay. All, all the jazz that I'm going to be featuring is 25 bucks. So this one's really good. It's a, uh, it's uh, Kenny Burrell. Um, he basically uh, what he what he did was instead of uh, instead of adding a piano player, he was the guitar player and has the and doesn't and like does it like are without a piano player with it. So it's a guitar player and a couple other guys and it sounds really good. I mean hmm. they're both string instruments. So right, cool notes here. Got cool quality vinyl. Uh, right there. I'll, with that yeah there we go nice i keep it in the back sleeve so here's a pro tip if you're a pro collector like i am keep your records in the sleeve and then put the record behind it so that way if you can get it on the sleeve because i can't right now because i'm stupid so uh, okay what how are you doing okay, so this I'll, so this is uh keep your record in the sleeve still... and then put the put the slip the, behind the, it the record behind it yeah okay so Hard. I do it off screen, but yeah, I'll, uh, 
lots of dead air today. Uh, basically, you have the record on this side, or so you have the, the, the slip cover on this side, and you have the record mm -hmm. on this side. So that okay. way, you, you just pull out the record like this. Yeah. And then you just pull out, pull it out like this, and that way, you can just easily ex access it, and it won't uh, cause any ring wear on your uh, on your sleeve itself. I got so it'd you. So be nice and pristine. You don't have to worry about any ring wear or anything like that. Cool. And the second one I got is the famous uh, Monin by Art, Art, Art Blakey. Art Blakely, yeah. Very famous. I, I would say it's probably the dark side of the moon of jazz records. No, maybe at the Abbey Road of, of jazz records. <laughs> okay. So yeah, but it's another analog blue note. 25 bucks. Really good. Definitely would listen to that. Art Blakey's an amazing drummer. He's also on another record I got, but it's not with him. And then, of course... Uh, Lee Morgan's Sidewinder, another one I got. Um, same one, Blue Note, twenty-five bucks. Uh, this is a really, it's it's a bop, it's bop jazz, so it's more like energetic based jazz. That's what I believe it is. It has some really solid people on there. It's got, it's got uh, Lee Morgan, Joe Henderson, Barry Harris, uh, Billy Higgins on drums. So they get a lot of uh, a lot of interesting players, really goat players on this one. So mm -hmm. highly recommend picking this up. This is another probably Dark Side equivalent. If I'd say, really okay, cool. And then of course, my, my the last and my favorite one right here is Soul Station by Hank Mobley. It's probably my favorite one so yeah, far that I've gotten. Yeah, that's one I recognize. I, that last one, I that you lost me on that last one, but um, this one I recognize. Yeah, this one's got a lot of fire players. This one has Hank Mobley on tenor sax. It's got Paul Chambers on bass from <laughs> famous. Uh, I, I believe he was on Kind of Blue. I'll have to double check. I'm fairly sure Paul Chambers is Kind of Blue though. And then uh, Art Blakey on drums. So yeah. the guy that was, but yeah, Art Blakey, amazing drummer. He has some sick drum solos on this album. This is sort of more classical jazz, like what you probably expect versus the bop jazz. Yeah. Um, it's really good though. I think it's a really great record. Um, and if you want, these are all still in stock on Blue Notes, on BlueNoteRecords.com for twenty-five bucks a piece. And if you're a Target, some of them are like twenty-three to twenty-one dollars. So. If you need some good jazz, uh, go to Blue Note. They have some amazing jazz titles, very audiophile quality, just for $25. And yes, Dave is a drummer. Um, my my hat, I uh, took a shower and washed my hair, and it actually looked okay, so I didn't feel like wearing a hat today. <laughs> yes, I'm a drummer, and uh, I, I'm sorry, MX Go, or MXG Go is falling asleep talking about jazz. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I uh, like it. I dig yeah. it. If I if I could come over to your house, I'd listen to some jazz. For sure, we'll definitely we'll definitely do that sometime. I'll bring some records. I need to see your kind of blue. You need to post that in the chat. Oh, okay, yeah. I've got kind of blue. Yeah. I've got uh, Miles Davis greatest hits, and I I know I have uh, I know I have bitches brew somewhere, but. Again, um, we st a lot of our stuff is still in boxes, and I I couldn't find it when I went to organize um, when I went to organize all of my vinyl and stuff like that. So anyway, I need to Fair. get uh, I need to get uh, what is it? I want to get a bunch of hip hop on vinyl. I have I like nice. all of my vinyl stuff is you know like fifties, uh, sixties, and seventies rock, jazz, um, like indie stuff, a bunch of indie stuff, uh, you know emo stuff screamo punk you know rockabilly punk and stuff like that 
uh, a okay. lot of 80s pop, you know, like uh, Tears for Fears and Police and, uh, you know... Uh, got some songs from the big chair. I got some Aztec camera. I got some... Uh, what uh, What's that band that I'm not thinking about? You know, uh, Burning Down the House and it's not... The Talking Heads. I've got a bunch of that kind of stuff. And I've got a ton of progressive rock, like ton Genesis and... and uh, like Pink UK Floyd. Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd's... Yeah, got some Pink Floyds, yeah, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin's more classic rock, but um, Beatles. Got everything from the Beatles, but I don't have like any hip hop. I don't have like any hip hop, if I'm being completely honest. So I need to like and you'd uh, get some Wu Tang in your life, dude. I wouldn't mind a Wu Tang record. I would. I wouldn't mind uh, getting some uh, Kendrick Lamar. Getting some Eminem on on vinyl would be nice. Getting some older I stuff. Got, I got almost got MMLP one, but the record was just trashed, and I just couldn't justify getting it. I want to get De La Soul on vinyl. I want to get uh, uh, Run De DMC. Run DMC. Do you have any gorillas? Uh, would love to get gorillas. On. I don't have any gorillas, but would love I, to. I have pretty much everything from gorillas besides the besides the last the last two records. So the now now and whatever the latest one was. Mm-hmm. I sadly do not have that. Yeah. Oh, Beastie Boys. Yeah. I need to see. There's yeah. so much. There's. I need to like set aside a grand just to go shopping, record shopping. Yeah. But, we'll uh, have to come, when you, if you ever come out here, I go out there. We should go record shopping, get some, mm-hmm. get some Beastie Boys. I know. I really want to get Paul's Boutique. That's like my favorite Beastie Boys album. I don't. I don't. I don't concern myself too much. I'm not a. I'm not one of those like. And this. I'm, I don't say this in a bad way but like i think you care probably more about condition than i do like yeah. I, I will buy cheap vinyl for the price as long as it as long as it doesn't have any like skips on it you know or ju- you know if it's like if it's got the ring wear and everything i'll i'll grab it if i can get a i i love getting vinyls for like five or ten bucks you know but i totally yeah. respect those who are willing to like who have more disposable income and are willing to just drop loads of cash on vinyl but it's like if i'm spending a bunch of money on vinyl then i can't buy video games <laughs> so i kind of yeah, have to i'm, I'm, I'm the opposite right. I, I sort of i sort of like slow down to buying video games i just buy the records because mm. i listen to that more than the video game stuff but yeah i don't know that's just me like i don't know i'm kind of out of the allure of because I have everything I want on, like, all the systems that I care about. Yeah. Like, I got pretty much everything I want on GameCube. Got everything I really want on Dreamcast. Got everything I want on Saturn for the most part. Mm. Unless it's some weird game, which is, like, 25, like, usually 25 to 30 bucks at some obscure random Japanese game. But, yeah, like, I got everything I need. I don't really need, like, anything like, oh, I need to get the Saturn game. Because after, like, after, like, the, the, after I got, uh, what's it called? Um... Imagine like Rare Earth. It's like I don't really need like a lot of stuff because the only really games I'm missing for Dreamcast are like uh, Cannon Spike and oh, Project yeah. Justice. Cannon Spike like, is one but, of the best games on the Dreamcast. But the thing Seriously. is, I have it on the Omi Candy Cab, so it's yeah. like, do I really like? Yeah, we've had I this have conversation. Project Justice. I have the Project Justice like the 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 GD that those at the the the, uh, the the cartridge for it. Mm-hmm for the naomi so it's like do i really like yeah need a dreamcast version when i have it on the best thing possible i have a nitpick or i guess you could say kind of like a i there's something i love and hate about the switch 
is that it's making me want to rebuy a bunch of games I already own. <laughs> like, like yeah. I'm like, I already own Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii, and I own it on the 3D, the new 3DS, and now I have to get it on the Switch as well, because I just feel compelled to get, like, yet another version of it. I have, now I have, uh, you know, Final Fantasy twelve on there again, and it's like, all, there's all these great new games that I want to buy, but it's, they're like, keep putting out all these old games, you know, like one that we're going to talk about, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so it's like making me want to buy all these old games on a new platform. So I don't know. It's kind of a love hate thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm really good at not buying old games on systems. I already have games on. So yeah. like, I think the only thing that I make exception is like cotton or like some of the other weird shmups just to, just mm-hmm. for convenience sake. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's another game I wanted to get that's... Kind of, oh, um, the Cl- Klonoa Collection. Yeah. I want to get that one. Oh, yeah. I'm getting that, too. High five. I love Klonoa. And Anola I think it, it'll be totally worth it. Uh, Danthrax is right. Switch is Port City. I think, it's kind of, I think it's kind of almost obvious, and they're not even apologetic about it. They're like, well, our last system completely flopped. And we had a bu- we had a bunch of good games that hardly anybody got to play. So yeah, we're just gonna like put like a a very thin coat of varnish on them and yeah. and kick them out the door. It's not even like a new coat of paint. It's like they're just like putting some uh, UV protection on uh, Mario Kart there or whatever, and calling it good, you know. Um, but I mean, yeah. tons of people are buying it because nobody bought a Wii U. Sorry to the people that love the Wii U. Sorry, Cameron. R.I.P. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that, did you hear the DLC? There's releasing like 42 tracks for Mario yeah. Kart 8. eight. True. Eight. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, so what is it? Uh, Nick still hasn't gotten the DLC he wants, which is uh, Captain Falcon <laughs> in uh, Smash. I think that's what he keeps waiting for. It, yeah, or, totally. That's exactly what he wants. Wasn't that the one? Yeah. And oh, and also, yeah, a, it would be nice to have an actual F Zero game. That's not. I know Fast RMX is cool. Yeah, that ain't happening. They just don't care about that series, sadly. They Um, do not. They they never did. Honestly, it was like what? It was like a test bed for other stuff. For Mario Kart. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is that I think it'll happen maybe eventually, but I don't think. I think Nintendo's too pre-focused on their other games to really care. Mm -hmm. Sega should just make it. Double dash like mode and Mario Kart Eight though. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. They should just let Sega make one again. Make another F-Zero game. They did a great job. Yeah, RIP that. RIP that. But yeah, uh, but yeah no, the Wii U, good console. Uh, getting expensive, though. Um, oh, some yeah. of the game, like Even the 3DS, like, I've really been trying... Actually, there is one game I do really need for the 3DS that I need to get because I know as soon as I don't, it's going to jump up triple the price is uh, a Yokai Watch 3. Holy crap. Oh, okay, yeah. Was that one that didn't come out in the U.S. or something? I don't have that. No, it came out oh, in America, but oh, okay. it was like super limited. Like you had to like pre-order like in a small window yeah. in 2019, and then if you didn't, you like missed it, and it was already a hundred plus dollars on eBay. It was annoying, but that's, crazy. that's the last 3DS game I need that I want because I love the Yokai Watch series, and they're shutting down the store, so I need to get my butt on getting Yokai Watch Three for the 3DS. And if you have it, do some trading, maybe trade a little bit. Hmm? Mm. Maybe, maybe do a trade. But yeah, if you have three if you have Yokai Watch 3 and the 3DS hit me up, I'll buy that. I forgot to ask you last week what you thought about um the finale of uh Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. 
Um, I liked it, but like it said, at the end of the day, I think I talked about this in the last one. Mandalorian it feels like Mandalorian 2.5. season 2.5. Yes. I'm going to be honest. Agreed. Agreed. And Boba was like kind of like an insignificant character in his own show. Yeah, you know? it, felt, it felt like he got gimped. It felt like that it was it was the Mandalorian focus and like the I'm not going to spoil it, but there are certain characters that come back and it's like did, did he did they really need to come back for this? I Is know. That, yeah, but I did like the the one character review. I don't know. Are we doing spoilers? No, or we're not doing. Spoilers? I don't want to do spoilers. I just kind of wanted a general snapshot of what you thought. I I don't want to ruin it for people if they if they still haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think but that I'm, you should see yeah. it, but yes, uh, what a Mar- Martin says that it's very cheesy, and I agree. Like, there are some things in there, like the biker scene. That's not a spoiler, just saying the biker a scene. Bunch of, more like Power Rangers, right? Like, there are things that I would just love to burn from, from like, I would just love to delete them from, from the show, because I they just cheapen it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely... There's definitely some good things about it and some bad things, and you're absolutely right. It feels like The Mandalorian 2.5, because I think maybe they just felt like, well, that's what everybody still wants. <laughs> everybody just wants more Mandalorian. Yeah. You know? I, I did like the one character reveal that they had in it that you probably know who I'm talking about. I'll, I'll just say that it's blue, yeah, yeah. and you'll know exactly who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, you are gonna you just spoiled it. Everybody knows. <laughs> somebody, blue, somebody blue shows up in Star <laughs> Wars. Spoilers. Yeah, there's about there's about hundred blue characters. So like, uh, I guess some people weren't happy with his appearance, but uh, I I liked it. It, 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 it was voiced by the same person too. Yes, so. exactly. That's that was the good thing. That 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 goes a long way. Um, anyway, yeah. So I thought it, I thought it was good overall, but it was kind of cheesy. I definitely didn't like it as much as the Mandalorian, and I and I definitely felt like Boba talked too much. I will, that's not that's not necessarily a spoiler. I would just say that you know the way that they took his character, they end up making kind of making him soft and making him talk too much, and he's just like not really Boba Fett, you know. So that's Disney for you, though. Yeah, I mean, kind of sad, Boba but ever, uh, did, did Boba Fett ever actually have a character in the original movies? Not really. I, I mean, think he was just a guy that fell in the Sarlacc pit, and that's it. Yeah, no, I mean, he was in Empire, and he, you know, he had a few lines, but he was basically supposed to be mysterious, you know, and it was like, it was that, it was that mysteriousness that kind of made it, you know, once you give people too much, then it's like, they, they're just, you know, not as interested, and I think that's the, that's the thing about Boba Fett, people were kind of able to kind of imagine his character, you know, so anyway. I, I did like him in, um... And uh, and and the Star Wars Holiday Special though that Boba Fett cartoon. Oh yeah, that was fun. I still have never seen that honestly. Just, you should just see watch, it. Just up, watch it. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes on on YouTube or whatever. You can watch the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, just look up the cartoon portion. You can skip the rest of it. It has no, it has I no mean, bearing on anything. Just skip to the cartoon part and then stop after it ends. Yeah. If I'm gonna watch the Holiday Special, I might as well do the whole thing. <laughs> you, you don't. You, <laughs> you don't, don't want to be honest. You yeah, don't want to do the. You don't want to do that. No, just watch the cartoon. Like, like, seriously, no, you think you do, but like. then you watch the entire thing, and you're like, I should have just watched the the Boba Fett cartoon and just closed it out. Speaking like, of I, cartoons. That's, that's what I did. Speaking what? of cartoons, I, I did catch the first season, or sorry, the first episode of Shenmue, Thunderclap. I, I didn't... Well, what did uh, you think? Well, I love it. I actually watched it. I watched it on Crunchyroll, and it, mm-hmm. I watched it with ads because I don't actually have a Crunchyroll account. I probably need to get one. Uh, and it was du- it or it wasn't dubbed. It was just it was just ja- original Japanese voices with the sub. You know, that's was the only an way. I could... for dub or no? There wasn't even an option. And I imagine it might have something to do with the fact that I was 
on a free trial or whatever. Um, so I don't have Adult Swim. I have HBO Max and there's an Adult Swim hub, but it doesn't have it. Yeah. So so I don't I I, I don't Weird. have and I, I I downloaded Adult Swim, but they want you to pay. Uh, and then I heard it was on Cartoon Network, but I don't I wasn't able to find it there. And then on Crunchyroll, I was able to watch episode one, but they haven't episode two and on is is locked so i'm kind of i don't know if they're going to unlock yeah, it you have to pay for that you do have to pay oh well then that's the only way i'm going to be able really to do gonna it watch it i'll let you use my country rule account it's not a big deal would you i would like to yeah, avoid having to sign up for another account just to watch one show but uh yeah if you don't mind i just, would just trade me like if you get paramount plus just like send it send me the login info for it or whatever yeah. we'll do we'll do we'll do an account trade or something yeah we can do an account trade that's fine um, we'll figure, we'll figure out what you have, and then I'll I'll latch onto that, and you can latch onto that, and of course the Plex you're always welcome to. I already have like ten people on that, so. Oh, you have you have your Plex server public or to or to uh, like a few people. Yeah, uh, I just added Cwin to it. I have a friend of mine. I think I have a couple relatives. Huh. But yeah, it's good because I have like the entirety of Dragon Ball Z on there. I have um. Uh, nice. A bunch of anime, Dragon Ball Z. I have the entirety of Case Closed and Detective Conan, and all seven hundred plus episodes of the, the stuff. Um, nice. And a bunch of other shows, all of Evangelion too, and more importantly, Evangelion, all that. Wow. And all the Eva movies. So if you guys wanna, and of course my music library is like in the trillabyte, terabytes at this point. <laughs> the trillabyte. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah, I keep calling it. It's in the terabyte. So if you guys, yeah, if you want music, Dave, and you want anything, you can just hop on it there. I might take you up on that, actually. I Right now, I do have a NAS, and uh, it's just like a Western Digital, you know? And it, yeah. our Roku, like, dials into that, and we have a bunch of movies on there and stuff like that. But, yeah, I haven't used Plex in a really long time, but I, I might take you up on that. Now everybody's well, gonna we'll, want to we'll, take we'll you talk off. Show. <laughs> everybody's gonna be sorry knocking sorry, on your door. Only you only shows I can't. Huh? You should not have publicly announced that. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> if I know you and I like you, I'll probably add it to you if you really, really want to watch something. Like, like I added C one on there because he need, he wanted to watch Eva for some reason. I don't know why he wanted to watch Eva, and I can't say why, but he wanted to. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've just got alternatives in VR chat if I really want to see something. Mr. VR chat here. What did you say? You had 900 hours in VR chat, right? Thereabouts, yeah. God damn. I try to get on well, daily just to say hi to people. That's cool. I'll have to hit you up on that and meet you in there for the, the record room thing. Oh, yeah. We'll figure it out. Right. But uh, anyway, should I open this thing up? Yeah, do it. We got You got uh, oh. the Retrobit sent Peter a bunch of these, right? And then he sent them out. Peter's in Canada, by the way. So I thought it was funny that they sent it up to Canada. And then he had to mail it down to the U.S., but he did. I think it's just easier that way. Sorry? It's probably just easier that way to distribute to people. That's true. Yeah, it is. I'm just, you know, they're, they're in the U.S., right? Yep. Aren't they? Yeah. Are you so, guys ready? Yep, we're ready. What, what do you got? Alrighty, got the Mega Man Wily Wars Wily collection. Wars, yep. And some cards. Some little car, a little pack of cards. Cool. Yeah, so it looks like the box is sealed with uh, with this Mega Man sticker, so I don't know if I'm going to open it on stream because I need to figure out a way to get into it, but I don't want to... I'm not sure. Should I open it on stream? It's a, just a you plastic thing, to. should I? Is there, is there a flap on the underside? There is. There is, but I think that's sealed with like a that's clear... Sealed. 
He's so at least have I'm to no, cut it. I'm gonna put the bottom the bottom that's clear one because it's like I don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah. How are the corners? Wanna, I don't want to ruin the Mega Man sticker. The Mega Man sticker looks dope. How are the corners of the box? I just am curious because one of mine uh, got. They look. They look good. Good so far. Let me open up the the, the plastic container real quick, and I will. Anyway, thank you, Peter, for for shipping those out. I know it wasn't cheap. Yes, thank you. Thank lot. you. Uh, they look pretty solid to me. Awesome. Good. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Like they have a bunch of documents and stuff in here. They have the the box of this cool holographic thing. I think you can open it up without breaking anything. Do you have a a Mega Drive or something? Or you have yep, the Mega SG, right? Or I have I have a I have a, a RGB inputs. Huh? Actually, should I do this for the game stream? Maybe. You Why could. Why for the game stream? What do you guys think? What were you planning on? It's, it's not I was going to do Jet Set Radio. Mm. The Jet, demo. Jet Set is going to be a lot less frustrating for you. Uh, the, the controls on Wily Wars is just uh, irredeemable. I mean... But yeah, opening up the box right here, we have this, the this cool thing. You got the cool cartridge for the Genesis, Genesis. And then this cool poster with this guy. Right. Look at him. He's, he's menacingly. He's like, <laughs> like doing that noise. Like maybe he's like doing something. But he has this cool poster thing. Ooh, double sided. Oh shoot. Nice. Got, I'm cool poster on that, and then on this side too. Got this one with all his his enemy friends that I'm he makes out with. Time I got the the Mega Man headphones for Christmas. And like a couple days later, the right ear cup just snapped off the the plastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah. No. That. Yeah. You have to be careful with those headphones. I don't even bother with like any of the things. I just like if it's oh, not if it's not like these, I just don't even bother anymore. Yeah. It's like my mom yeah. then got me a second pair because uh, she had like a protection plan from Walmart. Same thing happened like a week or so Ooh. later. Yeah, for display I'm only. Sorry, dude. But yeah, the, the, the manual the manual is kind of cool. It has like it has like English and then also Japanese in it, so it's like a double language sort of thing. So got cool Japanese language to it too. Jump the English, full color manual. It's kind of cool. That's neat. And then of course you guys are waiting. What does the game cart looks like? And of course it looks like this this cool blue shell thing it's like records except with a cartridge oh cool oh, i broke something no i didn't i'm just joking uh i got this cool cart on the back it's like nice this cool Mega Man thing really nice is it uh, kind of uh is it kind of shiny or like got got some like glitter in there yeah it's 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 like a it's like the the the, the it's like dot things it's like oh, water okay. oh okay cool almost and the best part about it, oh crap, this has a beveled edge on it. Oh, it does have a beveled edge, good. There is a beveled edge on this that is confirmed for beveled edgeness. So if that's you guys are wanting... Hear. Huh? Uh, that's good to hear. That's that is awesome. good to hear. Yeah. That gets an extra but little yeah, check from Pat. If anybody wants a beveled edge, uh, Chris, you can write to Bob and let him know beveled edge is confirmed. Can you make a mem mental note of that for me? I could do that right now. I'll just cool. No, Bob, no beveled edge confirmed. Just type that in the chat. Beveled edge confirmed. Don't like have any con context. Just type in beveled edge confirmed, and then 
Uh, yeah, they got the certificate of authenticity. I am number eight thousand six hundred fifty-eight of twenty thousand. So that's I'll just CC. special. It'll be I'll a good CC. Well, be a yeah. good band name. We are Beveled Edge. Beveled, and they have sure this cool sticker. Oh, they they have stickers too. Oh crap! Look at this stickers, guys. You can put Wiley on your butt. You can put Mega Man on your arm. You could put uh uh uh. I don't remember any of these these guys. Lacquerware, uh, oh, the put, uh, put, put Proban on your butt too, Greg. The, yeah, it doesn't. Beveled Edge uh, won't bork your your edge connector um, because uh, with a regular square edge, oftentimes it'll just like damage the pins pins or like push them down or. Um, it can yeah. damage your cartridge slot over time, basically. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and, so it's uh, good. Wear out the pins as well, you know. So you. It's kind of stand. It should be standard practice, really. For I mean, it's it's really just lazy, uh, like cost cutting, but almost like laziness, you know, to not do it because I don't think it adds that much to the fabrication process. Uh, just to I will say though, I, I like it when a when uh, people like uh, Demons of Asterborg originally shipped without a beveled edge, and after feedback, they like later versions have like a beveled edge on the cart. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, at least that's good oh, to cool. hear. They they got collectors cards too. They have like cool art cards of people. So if you get the, am I showing this off enough, guys? Or am I like just I keep forgetting if I'm showing. If I'm not, yeah, yeah. I got these and got the the cool stats on the back of them. So like you want to stat it up. Uh, really cool. Oh my god, there's so many so many things in this collect this collector's edition. It's ridiculous. Like I think the stats are there for those baseball card fans. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to like bat Mega against Man. Mega Man, you know where to look to get the, the stats on that. And then, oh my god, there's more crap in this thing. Oh, sorry, that was really offensive to say. There was a lot of good, there's a lot of stuff in here, sorry. <laughs> it, crap, it sounded really offensive. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of golden cool stuff in here. and There's a lot of golden crap in here, there we go. And the, the cool, these cool holographic things. The holographic card things that like change as you move them. Got cool. Look at this. Like there's I'm like digging I'm like opening up different things of this. Like you're gonna you have to take the color. You're gonna have to take some good photos with your with your nice camera. Yeah, like, like lay it out lay it out on the it. table and take like a good glamour shot of everything. Yeah. Um, like if if you want if you want Proto Man in here, you can have Proto Man. You don't have to you know what? If you want to say, you know what, Mega Man is a wimp. I don't want that Mega Man crap on my box art i don't need that negativity in my life bam you get proto man as your cover you there want you proto man you know what you don't you want proto man you know mega man can go suck eggs does the lenticular thing work on there does it does it change the image yeah it see? does there you go cool it's it's a yeah just change it's like doing a can can look i'm doing a na, 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 <laughs> doing na, na. can can <laughs> but anyways uh there's a lot of good stuff in this not crap, good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff with this. And I think this is, honestly, I think this is a lot of good value for your money. Like, I think there's What's a the lot price? of good value for your money in this. What is the uh, MS? Okay. Would you be able to look that up for me? Uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, thought you knew it because you were saying it was a good value. I'm just saying, I just meant like, you're saying at any price, price, it's a good value. <laughs> Let's see I mean, here. Yeah. Retro bit. Somebody else is going to beat me to it. Yeah, is it as a $100? And I'm kidding. <laughs> well, let's see here. They have a, 
list price here? I see the uh, it's pre-orders have ended. Cool. Um, shows all the stuff. I'm not seeing a list price here. Not seeing so, a list uh, price. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I believe it was a hundred bucks straight for it, which isn't too bad. That for sounds familiar. I just can't find that. Okay. Well, anyway, maybe it's seventy something. But yeah, either way, I think it's a pretty good value for your money. I think if you can get it, I think you should. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, it's still for sale in places or? Well, pre-orders have ended. Pre-orders have ended. Is there no way else to get it or? Dude, $69.99. That is a great value. Wow, really? Yeah. Nice. For that whole thing? Yeah, 69 Mega Man, the Wily Wars Collector's Edition will retail for $69.99 and become available for pre-orders at Limited Run, Castlemania, Dragon Box Games, Spell and Sant, and Strictly Limited. For Europe, uh, pre-orders and uh, pre-orders will only run from May twenty-first to June twenty-first. Wait a second. And why did I just see that they? Okay, I was reading that directly from RetroBits site. Then when you go to when you go to the actual, it says pre-orders. I can't get it to focus right here. Right, well. Anyway, it says right on their page right here, pre-orders have ended. Um, but it's not May 21st or June 21st, so I don't know. Yeah, but uh, anyways, uh, I think uh, I think if you can find it, uh, if wherever they have pre-orders still, they don't, I don't know. Yeah, if they limited run is out of stock. $69.99, strictly limited, yeah. $69.99 euros. Um, that's what it's going for, it looks like. Sixty nine ninety a pretty good deal for what you get. There's a lot of stuff in that yeah. for $60, $70. Yeah. I mean, and if I you're a Mega if Man you... fan, you kind of almost have to. Like, if you collect Mega Man, you have to. Well, I mean, you can't now. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, you will. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you got on it, right? <laughs> hopefully you got it. But I, yeah. I guess we just, like, Retrobit was kind enough to send this to us. And we want to talk about it on air and going to do some videos and articles about it. And yeah. More in depth. Uh I mean, do you guys want to see us do a gameplay of it tonight? Actually, I don't think my Genesis is even plugged in, so maybe I'll not be able to do it for this stream. I don't Let's know. Just do it next week. Next week. Next so yeah, week people, we'll do people, it. people can, you know, have something to look forward to next week. Yeah, next week we'll do that. And I'll have it all set up. I'll have my Genesis plugged in, I promise. Or maybe not. But uh, anyways, uh, but so yeah, much, that's... Uh, hmm? So much negativity, Lacquerware says. Negativity, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, if you guys want a pretty good, that was, like seriously, that was a really good deal on that seventy bucks for all that stuff. Not bad at all. Not bad at all, dude. So yeah, um, if I think Dave's gonna write an article up on that, right? I'm gonna try. I have a couple of articles in the pipeline, uh, and and then there's also yeah, a couple other projects we're working on. But yeah, so. Uh, if it needs to be if it needs to be timely then uh i mean if it needs to be like next week i don't know about that <laughs> we'll see i'll figure it out I'll, yeah, I'm, we'll... gonna, I'm gonna try to put a video together of it or just like take pictures of it and yeah if you take some nice pictures that would definitely help yeah I, th I think the most important thing i want to cover though is the beveled edge and how compatible it is with a actual genesis or genesis or mega drive or whatever you want to call it <laughs> or is it, was it the xi or the uh, what was the laser CDX. disc one? Laser Active Mega Drive, La yeah, Laser Active CDX, 
whatever you want to call it, whatever whatever you can jam a, a Mega Drive Genesis game into and turn it on and it works. I want to make sure that I've got. I want to make sure it works covered. in an at games. That's I, it's got to work in an yeah, at. Games. It's got to work in at games, or else the review no is deal. Void. <laughs> That's a real deal breaker if it doesn't it's, work. It's, it'll probably work, but do you want it to at that point? Well, that's the joke. Anyway, yeah, probably not. <laughs> that's, that's, but was, uh, yeah, oh, Nomad. We forgot Nomad. It needs to work in the Nomad. Oh yeah, Nomad or Riot. <laughs> but uh, this actually is not going to be. I'm sad. I'm not going to be enjoying this. Sadly, this is going to Peter because he is a Mega Mega Drive Mega Man Drive fan, half man, half drive, all hard. Um, basically, this is going to him. So he's going to get this. I just want to do a review of it. He will get the cool collector's edition. I'm kind of getting jealous right now that I don't have it, but I'm gonna be and it's gonna. I'm gonna be honest, gonna sit in a gonna sit in a drawer. I'm not gonna play it, but I'm not not in a negative way, just because I don't hate it. But like you know, I right. I'm, I'm not a big Genesis guy, but I will play it and review it, and I'll give my two cents on it. Thank you again, Retrobit, for sending that to us. Peter's gonna enjoy it. Dave's gonna enjoy it, and I know Nick is gonna enjoy it. I think he might do something for that too. So we'll figure it out. Maybe he'll write the article. I'll talk to him about that. We'll sync it up. Cool. Should we All talk right. about news? We, we don't have much, yeah. but a whole two articles that we have. Yeah, I wouldn't even call this an article, but okay. So, I mean, well, yours is the E three thing is okay. Here we go. Jeez, we'll just bring... insulting my writing. No, Jeez, no, I'm talking about Dave. trash it. I'm talking about trash it. There's literally a Saturn game called Trash right. It, and that is exactly what you should do with this game. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why it's called Worst of this time, and not best. Well, worst of worst nice. of Saturn, best of Saturn. Nice. There's the worst of Saturns, there's the best of Saturns. I see what you it's do. It's because it's garbage. My God, this game looks like a lot of brown. It's hot brown. It's like it's like it's like they 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 looked into the future and it's like, oh, all the games. Hey, look at this. It's a junkyard on the Saturn. Right, so this is something that we didn't get in the U.S. We they got this in PAL territories. Uh, in, in yeah, this is Europe. a PAL only game. Trash if it. If you're a PAL, you'll play it. If you don't, it got tr it got trashed in the United States. And essentially, you know, it was Rage Software, which uh, they made some good stuff, but this isn't one of the things that they made that Have I think was good. It's uh so it'll it'll be one of those games that I burned to a disc back in the day and mm -hmm. I popped it in my Saturn and played it for about five minutes and then I promptly did what the title tells me to do and I trashed it. I'm not even kidding. Oof. I didn't I, I didn't hold on to the CDR, I just like trashed it. And and, and I did that I did that a lot. Like I, I would I, I burned mo back when I was like burning Saturn games, so this would be at least a decade ago, um or more. Uh I would be burning most of my stuff to like um, Sony's or Tayo Yudin's, you know, if it was something I really liked. But if it was stuff that I didn't know about, you know, I would just like burn it to a cheap Memorex or something like that just to try it out. And then it's like if it was really good, I would I'd put it on like something archival. This didn't make it that far. <laughs> you're essentially uh, you're trying to build. Um, it's got horrendous controls. Uh, it's got really ugly sprites, bland graphics. You, uh, but I mean, it's you're trying to build like these um, towers and and for you're trying to build these structures out of trash. Basically, you're at you're at the dump and and that's that's ex it's like I've seen uh, I've seen what is it like? And this this is gonna sound like an insult, but no, I've actually seen a lot of like games from the homebrew competition that are like ten times better than this game. 
like uh, i would say yeah. ray ray's like tank game it, well that's that's actually kind of an insult no ray's tank game is awesome but but uh don't don't compare ray's tank game yeah, to this trash i'm trying to say like um even some of the even some of the not great i would say mall santa is better than this you know even in its current state you know <laughs> do you think do you think uh the garfield game is more entertaining than this the uh the one where it's like just a rotating sprite well, because I know what that what that is, because I know why that's so cool, then yeah, probably. I don't know. Peter's yeah. probably going to kill me for saying this, too, because I know Peter likes really obscure stuff on the Saturn. I'm sure he owns a copy of this. Well, uh, I mean, he, he, he basically said that that uh, that the very name implies where the Saturn game belongs, the trash. Okay, good, good, so yeah. I assume he doesn't like it. See, Pat, this, but you argued that you would rather play this than Mr. Bones. And I say that I would rather, that's a crime. At least this one, the thing <laughs> about that is that this one has some unknowns to it. But yeah. Mr. Bones, I know exactly what I'm getting. And it's getting teleported to a graveyard in the middle of nowhere again, having to, having to hitch a ride back. Okay. So, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, Saturn, Mr. Bones, uh, if I could, if I could read. If I could put games that'll send you directly to hell if you play them, Mr. Bones, I would use that. So I don't is there something what's is there something worse than worse? Like there has to be a word that's worse than worst. Like uh disgusting, like gnarly in the worst way possible. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You joked I would though, but stab you... my arm with a rusty knife than play Mr. Bones. You're Hashtag. melodramatic, dude. <laughs> You're melodramatic. No. You you joked about throwing Gun Griffin in the trash, though, so I never know if I can take you seriously. <laughs> I mean, I did. That, I broke that disc in half and threw it away. I mean, there's con confirmed pictures of that. I, I guess you could say you trashed it. Yes. Yep, R.I.P. R.I.P. Gun Griffin. Anyway, so Griffin. if you're a completionist, get it. Otherwise, please avoid it. Do yourself a favor and buy some good games. Uh, buy but, something else. Spend, spend, the, spend the money on Sonic Jam instead. And I mean, like, I wouldn't even put this on an ODE. That's how... <laughs> like, I wouldn't... I yeah, wouldn't it's like, not worth the space on my SD card. I, f I feel filthy putting it on there, but I have Mr. Bones on there, <laughs> so I guess it's already tainted with the, that disgusting mess of a game. But if you guys but disagree... Let us know in the comments, you know, uh, send, send us an email, send, or, you know, get in our discord and tell us we're wrong. I, I you know, far be it from me to, uh, be close minded to other people's opinions. I, I mean, I like Congo for that, for what we're talking about. You know, I mean, yeah. I like Congo <laughs> and some people absolutely hate that game. So, you know, there is somebody could have a hot take on this. Hot take, hot games. But no, um, one thing I did want to bring up is that Mr. Bones actually is now canonically the only Saturn game I've ever played that's retail that crashed on me. Like, I'm not joking. That game crashed on me in the middle of the stream, so... Oh, really? I mean, it's already got that going for it. I don't think I've had a Saturn game ever crash on me, so... Was that the was that the Satiator? No, I think it was the, it was the game itself. You play for the record. I have had several Saturn games crash on me, but none of them were official release. Yeah, Mr. Bones was the only <laughs> official game that actually crashed on me. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I like jumped the wrong way, and then my sprite disappeared. Well, that's not. Uh, I'm not. I can't say that I'm surprised. There are quite a few Saturn games that have interesting little bugs like that. Um, right in the trash can. But speaking of a game that doesn't belong in the trash can, why don't we talk about this goodie? 
the Jet Set Radio E3 2000 Dreamcast prototype that was just recently found. Is it just me, or did you get like a copyright strike on this? Uh, some random company called Orchard Music or something copyright striked it, but I tried to search them in Jet Set and nothing came up, so I assumed it was a troll company, so I uh, disputed it, so hopefully that'll go through. If not, uh, we probably have a strike on our account, so mm. I probably should have thought before I did that, but I didn't. Now, they'll probably, like, this happened to me once because some guy in Czechoslovakia or something or Romania tried to claim the Green Hill music from Sonic the Hedgehog on the Genesis. Mm. Uh, you're, you're just going to end up waiting a whole month to get a response, and nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that. If he really, if they really want the money for, like, whatever, how many views it's going to get, whatever, and you have it. I just, that's the principle of it. Like, don't copyright strike the videos if you don't own it. You're giving us grief, and I don't want to give you money, and I don't want to, I don't want to be like, you know, oh, well, it's just like one video. No. It could be doing it to, like, five other people, and it's, or, like, hundreds of other people, and he's, like, raking in the money. If one video makes him not have money, then I am all for screwing whoever that is over. So there's a bunch but of anyways, minor little differences in this, uh, in this build. Yeah, so uh, basically, um, recently the Dreamcast Info Preservation Games website dropped the uh, April 28th uh, E3 prototype of uh, Jet Set slash Grind Radio, mm -hmm. uh, which essentially, um, basically, this is an interesting build because it is a, not not only is it, uh, it's a demo of it, like a prototype in its early stuff, but it actually has exclusive lines from the game itself, like exclusive audio lines with the, the DJ guy saying, hey, welcome to this demo, you're going to do this, and then at the end of it, it's like, hey, thanks for playing, uh, go work on your Dreamcast skills, uh, we'll see you when this drops and whatever, whenever it drops. Oh, nice, so they but, took the time to like make it an actual, it wasn't just, you know, a cut yeah. of the game, it was like, okay, that's cool. It's an interesting mechanic, it basically loops itself, the demo, so... You'll play through one level and you'll beat it, and then it will have him do that, and it'll kick you back to the menu, and just keep repeating it. But uh, it's interesting though because in the beginning of it, uh, you can jump to different levels in the game. You know, like there's a menu, like a debug menu, and you can like you can like set different uh, different uh, stages, so you can you can allow or deny different areas. So if you want to have them play one area, you can just have them play one area, or they can play multiple areas. It looks like. They were using a menu from TGS, which is Tokyo Game Show, which makes sense. Like, why would they redo the debug menu for one thing? So, uh, basically, when you boot up the game, and it has this debug menu, and you select, you know, you can select the stage you want to start on, the mission, and then uh, you can check the character and the versus character that you have to fight, and then you can see if you want events on or off, and then you can go to either the garage, the game, the demo, or the title screen. Mm. So if you go to the game, like you, it'll it'll kick you off to where you select for the stage. If you go to the garage, just do the garage and go through the whole, the whole demo again. You can just go straight to the demo itself or go to the title screen. So it's very unique in that in that aspect. And like there, you can actually jump to the last level with characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's actually no music on the last level. It's a little bit further in the video, but I actually go through the later the last level to play it. I die and lose, but once you don't once you finish that level, it'll jump back to the the demo and keep playing over and over again, ad infinitum. Because obviously this is for press and people that wait what character? Oh yeah, it's misspelled. I didn't even notice that. Character, your character. But yeah, um, 
basically this demo for people that don't know events like e3 it's a giant line of people and you get in line play a demo for a little bit it says thank you for playing you go out of line the next person comes in so this was made to loop infinitely so the next press person's set in line here you play this okay you're done he go you play this and there's usually a line of like four or five dreamcast or something in there and then you just go and play it but yeah here's the last level i obviously blow at it so <laughs> see me fail horrendously but um i I didn't know what was going on. I, I just jumped to the last level of the game. I really haven't beaten a jet set before, so I'm not the best jet setter. A guy. Great game, though. It is. It's probably one of my favorite Dreamcast games. I love it. Uh, if you haven't played it, go ahead and play it. It's getting expensive, though. It's about, I think, 60 bucks now to get a complete copy. Yeah. I remember yeah. when it was like just 15 bucks. If you want it cheaper, though, you can get the HD port on Steam. Any computer can run it nowadays. And that's true, yeah. Definitely it's a game to experience, uh, regardless of the platform. I think it's 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 one of those unique games that you just kind of got to try. Um, and, of course, it, yeah. a lot of other games have been inspired by this. Um, exactly. It, it's, Splatoon. I want to say it's one of the Armor first. Cyberpunk. It's one of the first I can yeah. really remember that, that utilized the cell-shaded graphics. Way way before you know Wind Waker did it. Way before, I, I'm having a hard time. Cell damage. Yeah, and uh, that other shooter. Didn't 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 so, that air the Aviator one that you played have it? The the was it the the, the it was that Aviator one on the the GameCube. It's like something skies. Huh. skies. Like, it was, I forgot, it was a game that you Crimson. No, not Crimson Skies. skies There's that one that you always talk about on the GameCube. It's the one that you're flying planes. With all the wacky characters. Oh, uh, what is that? Wacky Racers or something like that? Yeah, no, there's a wacky. Ra there's a GameCube. Yeah, it's like a fly one. Freaky Flyers. Fre Freaky I don't think Flyers, Freaky yeah. Flyers uses cell shaded, does it? Doesn't, okay, it didn't. Yeah, okay, I thought that's it did. a game that folks should check out, though. Definitely, it's great it's game. underrated. It's you tried it? Did you try uh, that? No, I just know that you told me it's oh, great. Oh yeah, so I, it, is. it is. It is. <laughs> uh, there's another game called Seven, I think. I think it's called Seven on the on no, the PS Team. Oh, oh, th oh, seven. Uh, yeah, there's thirteen. And then there's um, there's the the one uh, Killer Seven. Killer Seven. Oh, okay, yeah, of. I'm thinking of Killer Seven. And then there's also thirteen that also uses uh, cell shaded. But all of that stuff was inspired by this. I don't think yeah. before the before these guys did this, I, nobody was really thinking about rendering graphics this way so and then of course like the soundtrack and everything like that you know and and just the oozing, sure. oozing style like it wouldn't be a sega game if it wasn't just oozing character and style you know that's one of the things that sega did best really was just create games that just have so much personality and style i would say i would say that games like um nintendo's uh what is it uh splatoon have really been uh, heavily yeah, influenced I by games splatoon. like this yeah yeah, Splatoon is probably one of my favorite shooters in the, of the last of the last generation. I'm just sad that it I doesn't like have the, the, uh, the past tense to describe Sega's ability to deliver a game. The way, yeah, Sega, Sega. but no, I uh, I, I'm super excited for for Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, which is the spirit successor to this. Yes, uh -huh. and it has the same music. The guy doing the music for this one is doing it in that game. Naganuma. Yep. Yep. That that guy. I remember. I remember liking the soundtrack to Jet Set Radio a lot. That back when I had the iOS version of the HD port. Yeah. And there were times where I'd just go into the sound test and just play the music and stick my iPod in my pocket with yeah. my headphones, and just listen to the music through that. 
Yeah, I actually downloaded the soundtrack uh, like right like this this morning, right before I had to drive to drop off my turntable, because it's like a, it's like a two hour drive back and forth. So I had to I listened to like almost the entirety of that soundtrack, the Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio <laughs> Future. Yeah, man, yeah, great found, soundtracks. I, I found a flat collection of it, which made me happy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one I downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from Reddit, I guess. Yeah, you know, yep. I mean, and I. I love and appreciate Nintendo games and Sony games and uh you know like I'm not I'm not like such such a big fanboy that I can't appreciate other stuff like that but I have to say like nobody does music soundtracks like Sega games and and nobody does like really yeah. flamboyant bright colors and and just like that style like I the the, the mid 90s you know to late 90s Sega style was just you know took so many risks and like just didn't really care you know like wasn't worried about they that was just like they weren't worried about whether it was going to sell or not they were just making crazy shit you know uh, and uh, like space channel 5 you know it was like there have been a yeah. lot of games that have come after that that have been like that but it's like when that came out i was just like what the hell is this what the hell is this fish game where you talk to a fish you know like what the hell is all this weird bullshit but i mean it's like amazing it's awesome you know but as a kid i was just like this is so bizarre you know you know it's kind of funny i think nintendo now is the risk taker of those sort of wacky games like yeah platoon or like arms and the other ones where yeah. sega is more playing it safe with their yes their some of their licenses which i think is kind of an interesting turn and i think it's what i want from nintendo is trying these interesting games like yeah i'm super pumped for splatoon 3 i'm playing that day one yeah like that's that's my game i'm playing coming out in may or whatever Love Splatoon. One, one game I like to go back to every now and again is the the VR Space Channel Five game that came out a couple years back. Oh, nice! Yeah, I, I need to play PC that one. Yeah, it's really good. That and VR Res is like awesome. Oh, it, playing I, Res I think in VR, VR just makes me want Mixing ma playing the Res in VR just makes me want a VR version of Child of Eden. Mm. I haven't played that one. I will have to play that one. I think that was recommended to me by somebody. It's a, it's this it's like a spiritual successor to Res, and it even like somehow slots into like the underlying story of it. So yeah, highly recommended. Mm. Has a story. It's like very subtle, but there yeah. is one apparently. Yeah, there's a there's like a yeah exactly. It's kind of it folds out through like text and you know like also, it. Yeah. I recently also just got the butterfly ending in Res because I was able to play with my VR heads and just aim with my motion controller. Oh, nice. 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 I, I need to replay that on the Dreamcast. I it's don't remember what ending I got. It's true, though, that Nintendo... Uh, well, I mean, it's not like they're really underdogs when you consider how well the thing is selling. But maybe coming off of the, the Wii U and their experience from there, they're kind of... Uh, they're kind of figuring out how they can stand out and be different from Sony and Microsoft. Sony and Microsoft is like, they're doing the AAA blockbuster titles and they're playing it really safe and, and giving you pretty much what you expect. But yeah, like with the, with the switch, aside from all the ports, which I admit they're, they're rehashing a lot of games just so that they can sell them finally, because they weren't able to sell them before. Um, and, and then a lot of like PC, you're getting like portal and stuff like that on, on the switch, which is cool. You know, if, if you missed portal, you definitely need to play it. Here's a here's a console you can play it on, but I mean, you probably played it on 360 or something like that, or you played it on PC or whatever. You, you can play Portal on a or lot true, of things. True game play, yeah, I was gonna say you played it on PC. But again, like if you have a Switch and you've never play, played Portal, 
get it like it's a great game you know uh but but again like they are taking more chances they are doing like weird stuff and i I like that i definitely feel that vibe uh that kind of that same kind of vibe i got from sega with the saturn and the dreamcast back in the you know taking risks doing different stuff i think the angle that they're taking with the switch is also leaning heavily on the portability in that yes you can play portal again uh, everyone's already played Portal, but have you played Portal on the toilet? Portably, on the porta potty. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you just use a series of mirrors and a wireless keyboard and mouse. You poop while you play Portal. Poop in Portal. <laughs> well, but, imagine uh, that you, you you poop into an orange and it comes like out of the ceiling. <laughs> now that's what I call thinking with portals. <laughs> hey. Something something cake lie go. But um, yeah, no, I I really think that Portal's gonna be cool on the Switch, and honestly, like I said, I just think that I'm glad that Nintendo and other people are taking risks with games. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad Klonoa is has that has the Switch. Yes, Switch port. I'm gonna be playing that, and hopefully, it'll sell well enough so that we get a Klonoa three or I guess yes. four. I can't remember that what number they're up to at this point. Steam when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, I have I have yeah. all the Klonoa games, including like Door to Phantom Isle. Um, and the I, I I have I've I have the first one, but it's in Japanese. I can't afford the five hundred dollar no. PS one version. Right. I only ever I only ever played the Wii remake because the public library had it. Yeah. Speaking oh, of public though. libraries, uh, you know, you mentioned something uh, recently, Pat. Was that um, Mouse? You know, uh, the the book Mouse. Yeah. I guess because of the banning in, in, in Tennessee school district banning, uh, you know, made the the prices or the the it went back on the yeah, bestseller best list, it right? Sold out. Yeah, was, yeah. It's like, yeah. So then, guess what? So then, so then the publisher Penguin, um, yeah. knocks on Internet Archive's door and says, "Take it down. Take that book down, so that we can sell more of it." And they're like, you do realize oh. that the whole point of this argument is that it, we're trying to make it available. Um, and they're talking about banning yeah. it in a school district. You're trying to tell us to take it down because uh, you're, you're citing copyright infringement. And we're like, no, we're a library. The Internet Archive is a, li- a public library. Just like it's just a yeah. digital public library. So they're like, go to hell. <laughs> you can take your uh, request and shove it shove you know it. where yeah so do they I, actually have that right though like i thought the internet archive was more or less flying under the radar with that kind of stuff there th- <clears throat> yeah i don't i don't actually know uh i don't they they uh in the article that i read they seem perfectly comfortable in in standing their ground and saying no we're not going to take it down it uh they 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 have uh, fair use and they are a library they're operating under the same kind of guidelines as like a public library so um, they they seem confident and they just said no we're not going to take it down and what you're doing is wrong because it, it goes completely against the whole point of trying to make something like that available because it's information right if you're trying to mm. keep information like that from being available then that's counterintuitive. And so they're, they, you know, they just noticed, oh, wow, we're selling a lot of copies of this book all of a sudden, you know, um, and it's on the New York bestseller list. So let's have them take it down so we can boost our sales. That's just, that's ridiculous. The thing is that you can't really buy it anywhere because it's sold out everywhere. They're still trying to print more of them. I got number one and number two on the bookshelf. Um, and I'm, I don't yeah. think Jesse's ready to read it, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to have pretty, him read It's pretty adult oriented. Yeah. Like there's some pretty messed up things in there and a lot of uh yeah. 
not so nice uh, imagery, but and there's some yeah, side stuff a... where he just kind of goes off and he's not talking about the Holocaust anymore. He's just like talking about other adult kind of stuff. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's, it's kind of weird. It's good. High, it's good, like you know, upper level high school reading or or college reading for sure. So, but anyway, yeah, I would definitely read like fourth grade probably. Oh yeah. Okay. When was it, uh, when was it written? Uh, I think it was in the two thousands. I think. Okay, so it's recent enough where it's like it's not even. I thought it was older than that. I, 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 I was under the impression that it was old enough where the original author has has already sold off the rights somehow to some publishing company, and this is them literally just seeking rent. Okay, and it was 1991. 91. Uh, publication, 1980 and 1991. Wait, what? Originally published 1980. Yeah, it was originally published 1980, but volume two uh, was 91. So I got you. 1980 and then to 91 is when it was uh, Art Spiegelman. But it was a, it was a, yeah. uh, it was actually like one of the first graphic novels to like really do well, like to do well commercially, like in general, the general public aud- audience. But, um, but anyway, yeah, no, you, you were talking about the library and I, and that tripped that, uh, I, I know that's not, that's not Saturn related, but again, like I hate, it when people are talking about trying to like take something down because they want to hoard it for themselves or make money off of it you know i'm like very much against that so it's like uh you know that's why i'm all about folks you know dumping dreamcast games and dumping saturn games and making them available to people because you know you're not going to preserve it by just hoarding it anyway yeah but i do recommend that if you do read it on internet archive do buy a copy of it digitally at least, so people can so you can support Art Spiegelman and the people that that like make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I could say that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you read digitally, just buy it later physically or get a digital copy on Amazon. Just I mean, just pay it. Like I'm, I'm gonna be honest, it's worth it. Yeah, it's an amazing book. And like, even if you don't want the DRM stuff, you can just get it and have it a PDF. Because that's what I like to do. Is that sometimes I don't like the format it's in, and that's the only way I can buy it. So I'll buy it and then I'll. Go find a copy that's not in crap format. Yeah, it's still weird to me thinking of a book as having a format. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, is what it is. Honestly, as much as I like going digital for things like just video games and stuff due to lack of space, I still prefer just having an actual book in my hand. Yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, I'm that's why I got. Comics. I mean, I've been use, like so. I've been uh, having Jesse use. Uh, IGN you know they do really really detailed wikis for certain games and like Breath of the Wild they did a really big one and he's been using that mostly but it's like I just was like I'm just gonna get that big huge coffee table book because there's nothing like you know there's nothing like being able to pour through you know hundreds of pages just about different you know different cool you know weapon stats and different little things that you easter eggs you might not have known about and stuff like that so I I agree you know when it comes to books the public library in the past also had one of the uh like the guide books like it was the big one with like the gold like printing yeah shiny gold printing on friends like okay i have to get this because this just looks cool i wonder how many people get uh check out video games from the public library because me and my brother used to do that all the time in fact uh, when we when we just got a Saturn and we didn't have a whole lot of extra cash, we would go to the public library and we would get games, Panzer Dragoons Vi, you know, it's Croc, uh, Wipeout. 
Yeah, I, I didn't know that was an option when I was a kid. I ended up just re-renting the same games over and over again at Blockbuster. When yeah. Breath of the Wild uh, came out, because I didn't have a Switch at the time or the money to get the game, I found that the public library had the Wii U version, so I would just rent it. Uh, re once the nice. return date came up, I would go on the site, renew it, so I could have it another week, then Aww. return it, and then come back a couple days later and get it again. Nice. Aww. Cool. Yeah, so the public library, they they still, you know, support your public library. Exactly. Yeah. Go there. They they have a bunch of DVDs. That's where I got like the majority of my music collection is just getting CDs and ripping them to my my computer and putting nice. them on the yeah. back. That's usually where I get most of those. They you know, the RAA is listening. All right, well, <laughs> go to the library. Yeah, so the library nowadays also have like Blu-rays and such. You're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, stuff. lots of good Blu-rays, lots of good autobiographies, and a lot of books on tape. So like, I usually, like, just, I used, yeah. I primarily just cared about the movies and video games. Sorry, go on. Fair. Yeah, my library's never had the video game stuff or anything, at least anything recent. It was all like uh, music, movies, or books. But to be fair, I had enough games, so I didn't really care. I mean, technically, I you're paying taxes that are paying to to run the library. So I mean, you're kind of indirectly paying for it. <laughs> you just yeah. don't know it. I just remember when I was a kid, desperately trying to figure out where I could get a hold of uh, the Sonic OVA, and I never even thought of thinking of, uh, you know, I, I didn't think to ask, hey, the librarian has access to not only the stuff that's at that library, but to the entire network. They can request to mm -hmm. borrow certain media from True. other libraries. So in theory, even if your library doesn't stock video games, if you pester the librarian and say, hey... You know, you have interlibrary loans, right? Can I can I borrow, uh, you know, Parappa the Rappa? Does somebody somewhere in the library system still have PlayStation games or Saturn games somewhere in the system? I don't think they ever sold them off or gave them away, unless well, maybe they gave them away. But, yeah, uh, sometimes they someone do. Someone should actually try to see if somewhere hidden in the interlibrary loan system there is a cache of Saturn games or something or old video games that are just waiting to be checked out again. Fun fact. I uh, oh. fun, fun fact about Sonic OVA is that uh, if you happen to own a VCD card for your Saturn, Sonic OVA uh, is pretty short and it looks really good on the on the Saturn's VCD player. It, it has really it has really um, colors that pop, and so it's not not as much uh, visual information as like a live action movie or something like that. So it actually translates pretty good to. Are you I would, talking I would, about the, the one? Oh, sorry, Are you talking about the one that's a Sonic Jam. Uh, is, is, what? I'm talking about. We're talking about the OVA with uh, we're with uh, Metal Sonic. Metal Sonic no, yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm I'm being confused. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I have, no, I have the VHS of that actually. Yeah, but I'm just recommending that folks uh, like the Panzer Dragoon OVA and the Sonic OVA and the there's like a Virtual Fighter one. Uh, Soccer Wars OVA. Soccer Wars. Those are they're, they tend to be kind of short. They're anime. They're bright, bold colors. They translate really well to VCD. Um, and the compression doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's not that big of a deal um I, or black and white films are also really good for uh like old old horror film black and white horror films look great on saturn's vcd card i just wouldn't recommend trying to do any kind of live action stuff on there because the compression hits it pretty pretty hard though i haven't uh i haven't tried trekkie's uh like ultimate settings you know Tre trekkie was able to uh kind of max out the the uh bit rate and everything like that of what you could put on a on a vcd uh, I need to still are, try that. You guys are judging the uh, the FMV competition, the inter-system We're supposed competition. to. Yes, we are. We just haven't yet. To, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, but I mean, there's still like, samples in that competition. You can come back to us next week and tell us, hey, actually, you know, that clip from Star Trek actually looks pretty good. Right. Well, and Trekkies Ooh, is using Cinepak, right? Trek Trekkies is like Mr. Yeah. Cinepak. Uh, and he's done amazing stuff with Cinepak too, I have to say. Uh, just standard VCD, most like standard VCD creation software, like they they do kind of like a fair to midland job on on it. Um, I know if you use TMG, I forget what the program is called, but the one that Trekkies uses, you know, you can, you can actually, you can actually like push the bit rate as high, as far as you can go, like for the Saturn and have it look a lot better, but I haven't gotten into that yet just cause time, but, but yeah, so I'm impressed with what he's been able to get out of Cinepak much better than anybody was able to do back in the day. So <laughs> he's like the poster child for that compression. <laughs> Honestly, speaking of the Sonic OVA, I want to see Discotech Media try to get a re-release of that out there because they did a Adventure Sonic the Hedgehog recently. Yeah, and that Blu-ray release is really good. Yeah, that would be so, rad. That's an expensive one. The problem you know, with that, I think, is that uh, Sega has been really irresponsible with the third-party uh, publishers of their IP. So, like, uh, I'm pretty sure some weird rights uh, crap is going to happen with Sonic OVA. We're not going to be able to re-release it. They might not have the full rights anymore. Like, something mm -hmm. similar happened with the Freedom Fighters and the Archie comics, where, you know, freaking Ken Penders owns them somehow, despite them being Sega characters. Right. I thought, yeah. I thought well, they it was can't, they can't have that French dude. Hmm. Wait, what? Everyone's talking about Archie the French dude. What French mm -hmm. dude? What are you talking about? Antoine, the French, the French freedom fighter. I can't remember Antoine. his name. Was. Oh, okay, yeah, Antoine. Antoine, yeah. R.I.P. Antoine. You guys hyped for Sonic Two, the movie? Looking, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to I, Idris Elba as uh, as Knuckles. When I first saw his, heard of him, like voicing Knuckles, I thought his name was Idris Elbow. That's the only <laughs> comment I have. Jeez, you never watch any of the movies with him? Idris Elba is a great actor. He is an, he's a phenomenal really? actor. Uh, I love him in almost everything he's done. But man, for for Knuckles, I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna have to watch the movie. And, uh, so, and but I mean, you can hear his voice in the preview, and it works. I mean, it's obviously not the guy we're used to. Uh, but they somehow they managed to bring back Tails' voice actor and no one else's. Yeah, that is, that is kind of cool though. I, I think, think people would... really like Tails' voice actor. Actress, yeah, I mean but... she, she's great. Or sorry, yeah. actress, whatever. But like I, I honestly compared Ben Schwartz. I would have preferred Ryan Drummond or uh or uh, uh Jason Griffith. Honestly, I don't. I'm I'm not a fan of David. I don't, I, everyone like hypes up Ryan Drummond. I don't think his vocal takes were really good in the song. His direction was bad, but the, the quality of his voice matches the character. And by the, time, by the end of uh, Heroes, Heroes is the best. At least it's not what? Chris Pratt. <laughs> I was, was going to say, listen to Ryan Drummond in Heroes. That, I think, is the best. Uh, yeah. That he That's did. the end of his tenure when they actually started directing him. Because before, the sound direction was done by, I, I don't know, like s some high school student in the middle of nowhere with like uh, uh, like uh, some sort of disability that allows him to not figure out when someone's talking and another person's not talking. You know what, guys? Let's let's put a pin in this and talk about it during Pat's stream because I realize we've gone over time and we need to thank our Patreon oh, yeah. supporters. Oof. Yeah, so you, Pat's going to stream uh, Jet Set Radio, so you uh, you guys can continue talking about this during the stream because I think he's going to unmute everybody. Sounds good. Yeah, let's right, uh, so let's thank our Patreon supporters and then wrap this thing up. Roll sounds credits. Good. Just want to give a shout out to Emerald Nova, Johannes Fetz, Blue Moon ninety five. Uh, Derek, aka A Team, uh, Momphus, Nutrageous, 
Tanuki Trev and Young Money Swede for backing us at the 10 plus level. Thank you if guys. If you want to get shout out on the Shiro show and get some really awesome cool perks, uh, you can back us at the 10 level, get a shout out on the show. $20 will be on a podcast a quarter. Um, get early content and stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, and it helps support the show. And uh, if you can't, if you don't want to support us uh, through Patreon, you can also buy a shirt on our Threadless store at uh, Sega Sanctuary Threadless. It should be on the website as well. Link to our store. That is and correct. Then, uh, yeah, and then of course, uh, if you can't support us financially, like, subscribe, comment, uh, share us out, uh, leave a comment, let us know if we're doing good, doing bad. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, let me know I'm very sexy. That's uh, usually a good way to get us some good reviews because every time you give us a five-star review, it gets us to tens of thousands of potential more people to watch our show. And here's the cool shirts you can get that you could enjoy wearing. Look at that. Look, that's a sexy shirt. That looks really sexy. I like it. I like it a lot. But, um, Why are we whispering? I don't know. No idea. But anyways, I'm wearing the shirts right now, and I'm the sexiest man in my house. Nice. Yep, that's that's confirmed. <laughs> that is confirmed. That's a fact of life. But uh, anyways, I think that's about it. Um, I will see you on the stream. I'm gonna play some Jet Set. So uh, later, dudes. Peace oh, out. Remember, you must. Yeah. Yeah. Sega Saturn. You must play Sega Saturn. Peace.